0: I'm Emilia Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. and am Jesper Young. I'm Henry Laksa. I am I'm
1: Francisco Segundo. And you're listening to the Game Love, Love. Okay. Podcast. Last year. Novak Djokovic has left Australia after losing his appeal against his visa cancellation. He knew the conditions since uh, a lot of months ago. I was just following the rules. I came in with all the valid papers.
0: The volley yeah. It's so good!
1: He's done it! It's the miracle
0: in Melbourne. Novak Djokovic has been granted a visa allowing him to play in next year's Australian Open. Fans who taunt Djokovic are on notice. Do so and you'll be kicked out by security. Carlos Alcaraz is out of the Australian Open. I look at my ranking, it's giving me a lot of confidence,
1: but on the other hand, I know that these are just the numbers. Anybody can win a grand slam right now. Who is going to avoid Novak Djokovic? <laughs> Daniel Medvedevs <laughs> in the same quarter as Rafael Nadal. It doesn't get much worse, I'm sorry. Can Radul beat Coco Goff in a second round bet? Felix Ogiali will win the Australian Open. Igis Svantec will win. Arena Sabalenka and Taylor Fritz. yes. You heard it here first. Novak Djokovic a clear winner for me. So my projected semi-fighting was for the women's. Zeng against Pagula and Garcia against Samsonova. I see Novak Djokovic holding his 10th Australian Open trophy this year. I see Marie Sakkari winning her first grand slam title at the Australian Open. The Nicolas kyrgios Stevie train is powering his way through to an Australian Open title win and he's taking out Novak Djokovic on his way.
0: Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. We're here for the women's quarterfinal preview now. We had the men's, we gave you our predictions, and now it becomes even tougher because we had a lot of shocks on the men's side. We've also had some shocks on the women's side, too. Are you excited for this one, JG?
1: Yes, I am. I think this is going to be a very good episode to get into it. Uh, Go check out our men's if you haven't already. The reason I say it's going to be a good one is because I'm not really sure what I'm going to say. Um, the men's one, I kind of knew what I was going to be going with before it started. This, I'm going to just see how the episode progresses, and then I'll formulate my predictions. Uh, one thing I would say is if you wind all the way back before the event started, my attitude towards this event was I feel that big servers would do well. That's why I went with Sabalenka to win the Australian Open, and I had a Pekana as my dark horse both still in it's so a gtl first it doesn't happen often where you've got the dark horse and the main pick still in and on that note before you say it ben also did it with the men he had seb corder and Djokovic. so between us we had good predictions on vice versa you had the the men's went quite well i had the women's it went quite well and then everything in between was a bit of a mess Yep. uh Let's not speak
0: about my ones on the women's side. Uh, less said about them, the better, and your men's as well. But together we make a whole, and that's why we're here as Game to Love, as a, a duo podcast. I'm excited for these women's ones because it's sort of become a bit more of an open playing field. The favourite we uh, knew and loved, Iga Sviantek, was knocked out. We covered the match. Uh, It was against really back in a, it was straight sets to the Wimbledon champion. And she's got our eye on her second Grand Slam title. And she's going to have to go through another champion as well on her way. Let's have a look at the, the matchups. It is going to be Yelena Ostapenko. And should we read through them one by one? Just so that we show who we've got. We've got Pliskova and Lynette are going head to head. That one's a bit of a surprise quarterfinal. Pagula Azarenka, slightly less surprising maybe, some would say on that, and Sabalenka Donna Vekic, And Donna Vekic, somebody I don't think many people would have had in their quarterfinals. I definitely did not have her in there. I don't think you did either, did you?
1: No, definitely didn't, but we know what she can do. Last yeah. year, she had a great uh, event. I forget which one it was, but she went on a good tear winning some matches, so she can turn it on. She's There's about 50 players on the women's tour. And this is she's one of them. It's a prime example. Before a ball is hit, there's about fifty names who, if things go well for them, they can make they can win this Grand Slam. And Donovekic is one of them. There's loads of names you can make a case for. So it's not that much of a surprise that she's made it to the quarterfinal. I'm more surprised with Magda Lynette being there. And just to clarify, because I know you did read out the matches, but it was a little bit confusing because in terms of who's going to be playing who. Rabakina Ostapenko is the top half with Pegula and Azarenka, and the bottom half was Pliskova Lynette and Saba Vekic. Um, so we're gonna see a finalist of either Pliskova Lynette, Saba, or Vekic, and the same with the top half. There'll be one of the finals from Ostapenko, Rabakina, Pegula, Azarenka.
0: That is correct, yeah. The graphic making it a little bit more confusing yeah. when reading them out, but all good. I'm very, very excited. I did actually put out some polls uh, for this one. I don't know if uh, while we're going through, you might want yeah. to jump on and check our polls to see how um, lopsided it is. The men's one I put out was just for the first half and City Pass was the, well, commanding favourite. I think he was about 60% overall. all four of them at the top. But if you have the, the poll for the other one... Yeah, so let's have it? a look.
1: So here, this is who makes it to the Australian Open final... We've got Azarenka, Pagula, Ostapenko, Rabakina. A lot of people going Rab- Rabakina. Rabakina. Rabakina,
0: yes. 44%. percent <laughs> changed her name
1: three times in one sentence there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was guy. doing it to make sure you're listening. And on the men, who's going to make the final? Everyone going Sissapas, 56%. Yeah,
0: apologies. This was just from the top half. Um, I just got them posted as soon as those ones... Those matches finished, I didn't get a chance to do another one for, for the bottom half of the draws. My apologies. Um, we're going to be starting off with the with the first one here, which is Rybakina Ostapenko. Ostapenko, obviously, an impressive victory against Coco Goff in the last round. And looking like the Ostapenko can win an event uh, in this one. So, She's looking um, like
1: Roland, Gar- Roland Garros Ostapenko. Yeah, people forget not... that she's actually not that old, Ostapenko. Twenty-five. Twenty-five years old. And she's done so many great things in the sport. I think she's underrated. And on her day, she beats every single lady on the women's tour. The reason I say that is because she hits big. You don't know what she's going what you're gonna get from her. I often feel like when she hits the ball of her racket, she's unsure what's gonna happen. And <laughs> it just creates that whole air of uncertainty and uh what's the word? Like a you're unsure about what's going to happen next ever with her. It's exciting to watch. And she could go and just steamroll this whole event now against Rabbicana, uh, Rabikana. Rabbicana.
0: <laughs> Let's stop this. Rabbacana. Okay.
1: Against Rabbacana, it's going to be tough. The Wimbledon champion, the big server, my dark horse. I mean, it could go either way. It's going to be a great one. And this is what, who had to say?
0: Well, this is what Ostapenko had to say. Said, with me, it's never boring on the court. So I think that's what the fans like, (laughs) which is true. They do. No one turns up to watch somebody who is uncontroversial, do they? They all turn up to watch the controversial people, like your Faninis, like your Kyrios, maybe even like an Ostapenko as well. I think she does put more bums on seats than other women on the tour and you have to be a little bit controversial sometimes it was isn't it you said it yesterday it'd be boring if everyone was the same wouldn't it so oh, she, let's just she, embrace she, us to...
1: she certainly divides opinion and it's not just with what she yeah. wears uh because that certainly divides opinion most people don't really like her outfits i don't particularly like them but that's, how, that's, that's her style that's the way she is she uh gets criticized far too much the commentary team I think it was, might have been, I forget which commentary, I don't want to call them out anyway, but there was certain people saying about how she's lacking politeness and uh, just her, just a sort of attacking her personality, not her tennis. I mean, let's just judge her by her tennis. You can say what you have to say about, oh, she's different. I like it. I, don't th- I think people are a little bit too harsh on her. And I think we're going to be at a really good match. And on paper, probably my favourite match of the quarterfinals.
0: Yeah, it looks really, really tasty. And this is her first ever Australian Open quarterfinal. And just to confirm as well, the first Latvian women's player to reach the quarterfinals at the Australian Open. And she attributes her success to better dealing with the pressure of being a a former Grand Slam champion and working on her consistency and focus during the off-season. That's really good. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that she's really putting in the work to try and turn her fortunes around she hasn't been that fortunate unfortunately go on what's this sean's uh, in here saying people want characters then chastise them i mean which is it yeah exactly you want one but then you get it and then you don't like it so I-, I think she's good for the sport i think she brings something different and i think people should lay off of her a little bit when it comes to like making remarks on her appearance as well because there's been a lot of negativity towards that Think you shouldn't. She's a professional athlete. She can look however she wants to look. As long as she's performing well and it's not affecting her performance, then she can go right ahead. She's in the quarterfinals and she's knocking out whoever's in her path. So fair play to her.
1: It winds me up. It really does bother me when people feel the need to attack someone's appearance. She's a sports star. She's one of the world's best. Get a grip. I guarantee you, all the people who criticize them, if they looked in the mirror. They're not all that themselves. So just exactly. get a grip of your life. I don't like it at all. It annoys me.
0: Rude, isn't it? But I'm ex- I'm really excited. She's one player, lover or hater, you will watch her and, and be excited when you do. And you'll be fearful when she's playing somebody that you support because she will knocked them out and if you're a Coco Golf fan you know that feeling she beat her in straight sets it was impressive we know had Covey cover in it and you were sort of on the tail end I believe uh, of that yep. match an exciting one she bageled uh, Bandle in the last round before that she bageled Bondar in the round before that she's been playing very well and she's still playing in the doubles as well just in case you were wondering
1: yeah, and you need to be careful doing both. It yeah. can be, it can be uh, t- uh, tricky. Uh, Raibarkina is faster, stronger, and smarter now. Just rewatched the highlights against Iga. She was a, she was brilliant, and Penko could have some troubles. Definitely on paper, I keep saying it, it's the best match and the one I really look forward to watching. Talking about Rabakina, uh, we've got Gil Gross saying a good argument can be made that this matchup between the best serve on tour versus the best return on tour. No argument can be made about which won the battle today. Rabakana with 47% first serves, unreturned, 80% won.
0: Yeah, and that was obviously speaking about her match against Iga Svantec. I thought she made her look quite average, if I'm if I'm honest. I don't think Iga looked her best this whole tournament. She would be the first to admit that. And rabakana looking like a world beater, looking like a Grand Slam champion, served big, the, the conditions suited her. That was the one big difference between her and Iga. Iga's serve just easily hit away and the winners were coming off the second serve for uh, Rybakina. I think it's going to be a completely different match against Ostapenko. I don't think there's going to be any, any of that type of trepidation from Ostapenko. She plays her game. She doesn't worry about what her opponent's doing. And if she's on, she normally wins. And that's how she plays every matchup. It's not dependent on anything else other than herself. Normally. The one thing I
1: would say in Eager's defence is she's a little bit unlucky, the fact that there was no Wimbledon points, because there's no way she would have been playing Rad- <laughs> Rad- Radbacca so early on.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's
1: that's ultimately what caused this. And everyone should have had her as a dark horse. It's an obvious one. 22nd seed. She's got the ability. She just won a Wimbledon last year. Yeah. She has a chance now of winning the Australian Open. I really believe that. She really does. Yeah. Yep.
0: Right. And this one, just to put this into perspective, we had the men's, we didn't touch on this, and it's talking about the oldest and the youngest. We had Djokovic uh 35.6, I guess that means six months, and Shelton at 20 years, two months. And on the women's, we got the youngest, Rebakina, at 23. Um and six. This is of left in, not of the whole tournament. And Azarenka, thirty-three and four months. So let's move on to Azarenka next. I think that's a good segue. I don't think it's
1: mumps, is it? Because mumps is out of twelve. So it'll be point. Because point five would be. Six no, but months. I think that
0: they've probably done it. Point four. You can't do
1: it, like because you can do 10. point
0: twelve. No, nah, it's got to be thirty-three and or point
1: eleven. So if it's you're eleven be... months into it, how would it work? I think that they what would just do
0: 23.11. Yeah, I think that's the way they're doing this. I don't think we can do. Otherwise, you're saying that it's going to get too confusing how many months and days they are. Then it's just otherwise why are... they surely can't be, be doing...
1: I disagree oh. with you, but I don't think it can be the, the what, point so you six months. That...
0: So you reckon that they would do like?
1: Yeah, they So they work What's
0: it out. Two? Really?
1: Yeah, point okay. two is. Oh, I don't know. This, it doesn't really matter in the whole It doesn't matter of at all. The main thing which I want to <laughs> highlight with this tweet is the fact that the women's youngest is only 23 years. Shelton's yes. 20 years. So it seems like on the women's tour, it's a lot more challenging to be that Coco goth that um, Linda Fruvitova, all of them style of players. Who's the others? There's loads of them, young players. Beliek. Beljak. Yeah. Uh, Radu um, I guess you can even say. Yeah,
0: Zhang, all of these types of It's yep. difficult
1: for them to get to this stage of a quarterfinal. On the men's, it seems like it's been more possible. And that's why the average age on the men's 25 years and the average on the women's is 28. So oh, yeah. experience a little bit more key on the women's.
0: I understand what you're saying now with the average bit at the top. Yeah, yeah. probably right on your side. Okay, anyway, <laughs> moving on to the
1: next bit. <laughs> I was going to just let you run with the month idea, but from a math standpoint, it really did hurt my insides. Just to allow did you, have, to a, do that did you
0: have a little Excel out or work at making sure that you're right? Um, let's have a look at Azarenka. We've gone from the oldest or the youngest. Now we go to the, to the oldest. This is Azarenka. And talking about her match in the last round, This was against Zoo and said it was a hell of a match. I felt like the bullets were coming from every angle on the run, off the run, on the line, touch the net. I had a couple really tough three sets that didn't turn my way and I was very, very close. Today was very important for me. I I think it was. I I wasn't even sure that she would get through the last round, but she impressed me. The way that she came back after losing the first set and then she was, I think, five love up in the second set. Credit to Azarenka. I mean, we've given her plaudits before about being one of the mums on tour and that type of thing. She just continues to amaze, I think, at Grand Slam level. And I can understand why Nicolette, part of our commentary team... Regards her so highly. I mean, she she really is an inspiration.
1: Listen, she's great at the Australian Open. Let's not forget she's won it twice 2012, yeah. 2013. She has a 78% uh, win record here. She's not been doing too well in recent years. Obviously, there's a few injuries. Um, and wait, sorry, childbirth as well, I'm sure. I think that was yeah. what 2017, 2018 time. <laughs> so she wasn't able to play anything then, but 20, 2022. So last year she got to the fourth round. She's gone better this year into the quarters.
0: Yeah, and she's dished out four four baked goods on the way. She's Oscar a breadstick and a bagel. That was an easy one for her. We had a, a breadstick against Madison Keys and a breadstick against Zoo as well in the last round. So she's managing to destroy people in certain sets. I think Kenin was a, one of her toughest matches in, in a set. She went to tie break with Kennen and 6-4. I think, even though losing a set in some of the others, she came through strong because she lost the first set to Keys, but came through strong in the end. She lost the first set to Zoo, came through strong as well. So she's finishing strong. And that brings us on to the next graphic quite well, which is time on court for women. And wow, seven hours is that seven hours 20 she's top yep. of the list of the the remaining people or is it
1: seven years two months ben
0: it could be seven years two months on uh, court <laughs> at the australian open <laughs> this is just a uh her whole lifetime <laughs> <encore>. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long she's had uh quite possible but i think we're gonna go with hours and minutes on this <laughs> one or maybe it's just minutes and seconds who knows <laughs> <laughs> Seven minutes on court. <laughs> That's all she's had. I don't know. Right. So it's next up is Vekic, only nine minutes behind. We got Magdalene Nett with six and a half hours. Ostapenko just below her. And Rybakina there with just under six hours. So some of them not even making the list there. <laughs> Who's not making it? Well, Sabba, Pagula. Plis- yeah, they've Plis- been storming
1: at them too. Pliskova as well, and we've got GSL in the live chat, uh, one of the goats, saying how you feel about the venue based on your past results is something that can never be ignored. Iev cut and Novak, yep, exactly. I think this point this proves it. Both Azarenka and Djokovic do very well at the Australian Open, and it doesn't really matter how old they get, they keep doing it. it doesn't matter about the draws, it matter who they play. They just love the, this climate, the environment, the fans. Maybe they have they, they've got a nice venue or something nearby. They're staying at the, the most luxurious hotel or house out there. They've got their personal chef. They're just comfortable out in Australia. It can be loads it. of different factors. We don't know exactly what it is. Maybe their family It's one of the slams where more of them can come or yeah. they've got access to different trainers. You could make hundreds of different assumptions. Whatever way you dress it up, they like it down down under in Australia.
0: I was gonna say I probably missed a trick picking her for a dark horse. It's twenty fourth seed or twenty yeah, another good one. Yeah, damn it. Well, that one we missed. Yeah, sad. Never mind her and Rebakina. Great picks if you if you had them. Let's uh, move on to her opponent now, which is yeah. Jessica Pagula. A the lot JPEG. Of people, the JPEG. Yeah, it's sometimes known as a picture on your computer, but this one's the tennis player and. She's been talking about like, her well time on court and saying that there's been so many playing well in this tournament. I think this is the key, that a lot of people have her as the standout player of the tournament so far. And is this her trying to take a little bit of the, the heat off of herself, I think, maybe? Because she's talking about some of the other people on court. So uh, Garcia, Sabalenka, Rybakina, Ostapenko. When they're on, it's tough to beat them. Uh, people seem surprised but they're all pretty established. I don't think it's too shocking. Do I don't think,
1: think so. I think from the top half, it's not that shocking. But Abakona, Ostapenko, Pagula, Azarenka, I think this pretty is a pretty well-established draw. I agree with her. I don't think she's just taking it away from, from herself. Out of them four, she is the most consistent of the players across yep. the whole season. She performs better when it's not a grand slam in a master's. She's up there with, not as up there with Iga, but Iga's the best. And then she's up like in that conversation, sort of top three, top five. The others, they're a bit wafer thin at times. (laughs) However, top, top players. And I'm not that surprised with the top four at all. Um, I think she is being the most consistent. She should be looking at them though and thinking I should be making this final. I genuinely believe that because she's got the game. She does have the
0: game and she has the knowledge that she only played Azarenka back in op- October as well, beat her in straight sets. That will maybe be playing on Azarenka's mind, or maybe it's just the Australia effects, like you said. Maybe it'll have no effect whatsoever. But they have beaten each other. I think they're two apiece in their head to head Azarenka decider. and Pagula. Yeah, so a really exciting decider. And with Rabakina and Ostapenko. They've played twice and Ostapenko's won both times. One of them on grass as well should be noted against the Wimbledon champion.
1: So Let's move on to the bottom half. And this first match, I'll be totally honest, put my hands up. I'm not a big fan of Carolina Pliskova no. at all. She'll be playing Magda Lynette. Yep. Um, I don't know really what to say about this match. It's not a match I thought we would see. Pliskova, credit to her. She's beaten what's been put in front of her. I don't think she's played anyone great. She's had Wang put in Seva, Kracheva, and Zhang. Zhang, of course, being the best of the the bunch. And she beat her very comfortably. Six love, six four. Listen, Pliskova's got a good serve. She's a good player when she's on. I think her head can drop. I don't like her. I really don't like watching (laughs) her. Um, And she may be able to beat the net, but then... At any moment, her head could just completely drop and she just won't turn up and won't really want to be there and play. So I don't want to be too dismissive of her. I, it's hard to say you don't like someone without knowing them. I just don't like her as a tennis player. I'm sure she's a lovely lady outside of uh, outside of tennis, but not someone I can get, get behind and support.
0: I think there's probably some other people who will join you with their frustrations with her. I think that's one of the key words to use when it comes to Pliskova is since signs of giving up in matches just not playing to the high standard when she does play well she's amazing she doesn't do it very like consistently though and we always were putting her out early in slams because she was having terrible runs all the time but this one uh, is a tweet that is out saying 12 months ago former number 1 karolina pliskova was in a cast Uh, not a cast of like a movie or anything, uh, just in a cast uh, saying now she's back into her fourth Australian Open quarterfinal without losing a set. Amazing just to be here because I was really, really sad last year that I missed especially this part of the season. So she's on the comeback trail, back from injury. And like you said, not been a tough draw for her. Probably the best draw she could have hoped for. And will she be able to get past Lynette is the question uh Magda Lynette though made of tough stuff and has beaten her on the last time they played they played in the Billie Jean King Cup and Lynette breadsticks Pliskova when they played as well so is that a sign of things to come well based upon who she's just beaten in the last round I think Magda Lynette is a threat uh beating Caroline Garcia not many people can say that they have done that and in yep. the fashion she did it
1: yeah, and this tweet's brilliant. So until twenty twenty one, the net was zero and nine versus top twenty opponents at slams. Since Wimbledon that year, she's taken out Barty, Garcia, Svitalina, Jabir, Alexandrova and i Her only lost to number nineteen Kerber, joining the giant killer ranks with the likes of Kenepi or Rogers. Yeah, I don't know what's happened with her. She, before 2021, she was just sort of a lady on tour. You could pull off a good result here and there. Not really a world-beater. Not someone who would ever go far in a slam. And you'd never consider her for a second week. Now, she's a Grand Slam killer. A bit like a Kanepi. Um, And look who she's beat. I mean, Ashley Barty. If you can beat her at a Grand Slam, that says everything.
0: Yeah, Garcia,
1: most- right now, big, powerful here. This is She's just beaten Garcia in straight sets. I think it's
0: so impressive, I and mean, you look at the the list of the people she beat on the route to the quarters, and then you look at Pliskova. It's just crazy to think that this is the that you can get that much of a difference in draw. Yeah, but Sharif, Contevi, Alexandrova, Garcia is a horrible draw for anybody, even the top players, and she's completely destroyed them. She's gone from strength to strength. I think after she had, got to that final, was it in Mexico? Yeah, that's she got right. to. And then she... After you that, you predicted she's... her to get there, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Is
1: that Come why on. you're bringing it up? With one of your good predictions? We've got <laughs> Gary and saying, go Magna. No one works harder on the court than she does. I admire her more every tournament. She leaves it all out there. And it's yeah. going to be a good match against Priskova. I'm going to be cheering her on because I'd like to see her win.
0: Well, yeah. and she's doing it for Poland now. Obviously, the world number sure. one went out eager, and she now carries the torch. And Iga's been cheering her on as well, hasn't she? Yep,
1: yeah, exactly. So, that. Let's move on to the last one. It's Sabalenka Vekic. Uh, Sabalenka, my winner before a ball was hit. And we know what the whole t- the topic is with her. It's always talking about yeah. her serve. I feel like we don't talk about anything else but her serve. And this is what she had to say about it. So she's had, she's been working with a biomechanic specialist to fix her serve. She said, I'm super happy that it's happened to me. I was in that moment, open for whatever I was just like, please, someone help me to fix this effing serve. I'm sorry for swearing, but this is how it was. (laughs) And I think she is another one who's a really good personality. I love listening to her. I feel in the moments of all of this um, anger and just frustration, probably the better word to put it, of the last few years with her serve, she has been very likable even then. Like you I, I've been part of her on this journey of her being frustrated with her serve. I'm always willing her to do more. I have criticized her for many time, many times, sort of double in games away. Um, but she's just very likable. And I think she does deserve a grand slam. And I really hope this is her moment to get one.
0: Yeah. One of the most likable She's an awesome player. Yeah, on the women's tour, that's for sure. She brings a smile to a lot of people's faces. She's similar to like an Ons Jabur vibe. I've put her in that category. Uh, She doesn't take herself too seriously. Love that about her. And she's willing to have a laugh at herself, self-deprecating on court in interviews, that type of thing. And it really endears the the crowd to her. So despite her having this big powerhouse and uh, crazily hard-serving game, She seems to have like a really soft side and a real like warm heart. And I think that that is really important to translate to the public. These are the people who are going to be supporting you. So you really, she leaves it all on the court. And I don't think there's many people out there that can say they don't like Sabalenka, surely.
1: Yeah. And her opponent's going to be Donna Vekic. I don't know if you caught a post-match interview. It was quite emotional. Uh, She told... This is what she said. She said she told herself multiple times that she was going to quit tennis. Um, she spoke about her journey and all of her struggles. There's been a long road, but to someone of her level, it's crazy to think that she was actually going to quit playing tennis altogether. <laughs> After all the injury yeah. trouble she's had, it's not been straightforward for her. And she Sad. was willing to pack it all in and look where she is now. And I think that's always remarkable when you can see someone who was on the verge of ending it all um, in a tennis form. <laughs> Um, yeah, to yeah. then come back and play and play at the level she has and look at this So Jose Morgado two very tough seasons for her she's back beating Linda Flavitova 6 one 6 6 3 that was obviously tough beating Linda Linda's going to be around for many more years to come I'm sure of that and now Fab- Sabalenka in the next round who she beat in Tokyo Olympics and also as Sir Edgar points out Vekic is a 5-1 head-to-head against Sabah
0: yes so and not an
1: opponent Sabah wants to be playing
0: and the most notable one was last October. It was the tournament where Vekic got all the way to the final. She It was a brilliant match against Sabalenka. It went to three. She breadsticked her in the final set, but then she got all the way to the final, lost to Iga in three in the final. I think since then, you can class Vekic as being back. And that is if that's the same Vekic we get, could we see her extend her head-to-head record to make it six and one. I mean, five and one's a shock, to be honest. I didn't expect it to be that much.
1: Yeah, I didn't realise until we did this episode that it was that lopsided. So, yeah, it maybe could change my opinion on on how I see the match going. But let's get into our predictions. It's prediction time. Let us know yours in the live chat or in the comments section if you're not watching us live. And go check out our men's one, which we did about an hour ago. Uh, Let's start off uh Rabikina Rabikana Ostapenko <laughs> over to you this one
0: uh i think this is one of the toughest ones i think they're all quite tough but this one's really tough i'm going to go Rabikina in 3 i'm going to go
1: exactly the same Rabikina okay. in 3
0: who will meet Rabikina in the semi final well we got two time champion there Victoria Azarenka and against Jessica Pegula. For me, I'm going to just be quicker on this one. I think Pegula beats her in straight sets. Mm,
1: I'm going to go Pegula, but in three.
0: Okay. Sorry, Vick. I'm sure there's a lot of people annoyed that I've done that as well, but I just have to go with gut. If I think about it too much, I'll second guess. Pliskova versus Lynette. Well, we just went through all of them. Pliskova's had a sort of an easy ride. Lynette has been put through the mill, but has come out on top. I think Lynette continues it, Ooh. and I think that she does it, but in three sets. I think Pliskova does push her.
1: Lynette in straights for me.
0: Ooh. <laughs> he just wants Pliskova out of there as quick as possible. Lynette
1: in straights, one of the sets is going to be a breadstick.
0: Ooh. Maybe both of them will be a breadstick. You knows? <laughs> <laughs> We want the bagel button now, and last but not least, maybe the toughest one to the side now because we now know the head-to-head. Vekic, Sabalenka, Vekic beat her the last time they played in October. Sabah's your champ. It's a new and... Sabba.
1: It's a new Sab with a new serve and a new outlook on everything. I love Sabalenka. She's going to beat Donna Vekic. Okay,
0: I was going to say one stat just before we make decisions. Sabalenka this year seven victories in a row no sets dropped uh if that makes you change your mind on if she's really turned the corner will she
1: drop any sets here though JG I'm doing it for Gary me and Gary have been riding the train the Sabah train the whole time she's doing it in straight sets against Vekic
0: I think she's going to do it as well but I think it's in three sets I don't think she's going to go straight sets Vekic is. Definitely good for a set. I think this could be a tie-break final set.
1: Okay, so there we go. That summarises it. So we've got exactly the same. I've got rybakina Pegula at the top. And at the bottom, I've got Lynette Sabalenka, which is exactly the same as your quarterfinal predictions. Yep. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I feel sorry for all them ladies we've picked. Yep. Because so if we both be... picked it, it's really cursed. So it's going to be
0: ostapenko Azarenka <laughs> <laughs> versus Beckett.
1: Sure. I mean, when you say like that, it's not; it's still quite believable. There could, yeah. there could be a different scenarios, and I'm looking forward to it. And, of course, we will be covering all of this on the channel. Uh, we're going to have to head off now, but thank you, everyone, for joining. If you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you for more quarterfinal action. Of course, if you want some more tennis today, we've got Kovie's Corner on in a few hours' time. See you then. See them. we we'll see Carvey then, not us. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.